0: For the third time now, beginning with Easter Sunday, our gospel begins with that phrase, the first day of the week. Our gospel passages almost pound it into our mind, into our hearts, the amazing events that happened on this first day of the week. That is Easter Sunday, Sunday the Lord's Day, the Resurrection. And we've had a different encounter every single Sunday. Easter Sunday, we hear about Mary Magdalene, who goes to the tomb and encounters the Lord. Last week, we had Thomas, who was absent from the community. And it wasn't until he returned to the community gathered in the upper room, again on the first day of the week, that Thomas encounters the risen Lord. And lo and behold, this third Sunday of Easter, we hear about a third encounter between Jesus and his disciples. The interesting thing here is we have these two disciples who are setting out away from Jerusalem. And Luke, it's almost he He's emphasizing the fact of their discouragement, their loss of hope. Because how does he describe it? He says, that very day, the first day of the week, these two disciples leave Jerusalem. They turn their backs on the disciples. They turn their backs on the place of Jesus' death and of his resurrection. And they immediately set out in the opposite direction. It's almost like Luke can't even believe it as he's describing it to us. He's saying, that very day, can you imagine? The very day of the resurrection. The disciples knew about everything that was happening. They heard about Mary Magdalene who went to the tomb, saw a vision of angels, angels who told them Jesus is alive, he's not dead. Peter and John go running to the tomb. They find that it's exactly the way Mary Magdalene had described it to them. That very day. With everything happening, these two disciples leave. They set out to Emmaus. They abandon all hope. And what happens? They're going the wrong way, but Jesus walks with them. How often do we also feel that discouragement in our faith? How often do we feel that loss of hope in our faith, in our prayer, in our relationship with Jesus Christ? And we begin to turn our backs on the cross, we begin to turn our backs on the community, and we begin to go the opposite direction. And yet what's interesting is Jesus walks with us. Jesus doesn't abandon the disciples. Jesus Christ will not abandon me when I am discouraged and I'm walking the wrong way. But what do these three encounters that we've been hearing about since Easter, what do they all have in common? Mary Magdalene, Thomas, in these disciples walking to Emmaus. What's the common denominator? They don't recognize Jesus. Mary Magdalene, Thomas, and these disciples have lived with Jesus for several years, they lived with the guy. They spoke with him. They heard his voice. He wasn't just some preacher that they would go to hear now and again from time to time. They followed him from town to town, city to city for years. And Mary Magdalene Thomas and these disciples experienced Jesus Christ, and yet they don't experience him. They don't see him even though he's right there. It takes Jesus calling Mary by name when he says Mary, and Mary Magdalene then recognizes the Lord. It takes Jesus saying to Thomas, Thomas, put your finger into my hands, put your hand into my side, and Thomas says, my Lord and my God. what makes that change happen what allows them to see the Lord what allows them to see the Lord is for the first time they recognize that he is alive and I know that sounds simple but it's actually very deep it's actually very true What keeps all of these disciples from recognizing Jesus who is there is that they have an idea that Jesus is someone of the past. Jesus is simply an historical figure. He's a teacher. He's dead. He's back there somewhere and yes I'm still calling myself his disciple but he's definitely not alive I don't expect him to be alive I don't expect him to share a meal with me I don't expect him to speak to me he is an historical figure Mary Magdalene she goes to the tomb why to anoint a dead body when Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene what does she think she thinks he's the gardener why because it's impossible for Jesus to be alive and active in my life. He's dead. He's someone from the past that I love, but he's in the past. Thomas hears about the, Jesus appearing to the disciples in the upper room, and Thomas says, I will not believe until I put my finger into his hands until I touch him. Why? Because Thomas was convinced Jesus was dead. He is someone of the past. He can't belong to the present anymore. And the two disciples from this Sunday set out to Emmaus because there's no reason to remain in Jerusalem. Jesus is dead. He's someone that I knew And therefore, it's impossible for him to be alive. That's why Jesus could walk beside them. Jesus could be speaking with them, and they're still not going to see him because here they are convinced Jesus cannot be a part of my life today. He's someone from the past. How often does that happen to me in my life? Yes, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes, I call myself a Christian. Yes, I learn all these things in school or in PRP or from my parents about this Jesus who lived and I'm supposed to follow his teachings. But Jesus? Alive today? In my life? Impossible. For us Our bank account is real. Our children are real. My spouse is real. My car is real. My house is real. But yet Jesus Christ, if we really are honest, brutally honest with ourselves, he belongs somewhere in the past in our minds and in our hearts. I'm grateful to him. He's left me a lot of good teachings. But he's sure not a part of my daily life. My brothers and sisters, unless we begin to change that mentality, unless we begin to believe that it is possible for Jesus, not only is it possible, it is true that He is alive, as you are alive, as I am alive, and He is walking beside you, even when you walk the wrong direction. Blessed we're left with just kind of a vague notion of where we need to get to let's look at our gospel today and say what two things did these disciples do in order to recognize Jesus Christ the first thing is they invited Jesus Christ into their thoughts and into their conversations Secondly, they asked Jesus Christ to remain. They say, Stay with us, Lord. They still didn't know who he was, but they said, Stay with us, Lord. How can I, too, journey towards an experience of Jesus Christ as alive? and not someone from the past. Well, the way to begin is to invite Jesus Christ into my thoughts, into my conversations. The things that I think about every day, the things that I talk about every day. Is he a part of my thoughts and my conversations? Sounds simple, but how little do we do that? Lord, I'm frustrated with my work. Lord, I'm frustrated with the traffic. Lord, I'm discouraged in my relationships. Lord, economically, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Do I bring the Lord into my thoughts and conversations? And then, secondly, we have to ask the Lord to remain with us. We're prone to impatience. Like, well, I didn't feel the Lord. I prayed this morning and I prayed again last night and I don't feel Jesus Christ alive in my life. Well, many times it's because we're missing the second piece. The second piece which is to remain with the Lord. Ask the Lord to remain with you. That is perseverance. Lord, stay with me. Even though I don't recognize you many times, stay with me. Even though maybe I don't feel you when I go to church on Sunday, remain, remain, persevere. And then little by little, we see that our Lord takes the bread, breaks it, and they realize it's Him. become someone alive and their lives change.